three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. I want to say good morning and hope that you're having a great day so far. I want to start off with a prayer, which is somewhat of my my prayer every every time I go to read God's Word, and we'll be reading th- different passages today as we continue our devotion, our Advent devotion using O Come, O Come, Emmanuel by Jonathan Gibson. And this is a prayer by a Swiss reformer from the 1500s, Huldrych uh, Zwingli. And let's just start with that. Almighty, eternal, and merciful God, whose word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Open and illuminate, illuminate our minds that we may purely and perfectly understand your word and that our lives may be conformed to what we have rightly understood, that in nothing we may be in nothing we may be displeasing to your majesty through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And as we continue to look at different thoughts from the past on the incarnation of our Lord Jesus. And look at scripture. Uh, I pray that's our prayer. So we'll start off with um, Hebrews chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Now, in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside his control. At present, we do not yet see everything in subjection to him, but we see him who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. And here's a Clement of Alexandria, who lived about a hundred years after Paul wrote many of his letters. He says this, For this he clothed himself with man. For this he voluntarily subjected himself to the experiences of men, that by bringing himself to the measure of our weakness, whom he loved, he might correspondingly bring us to the measure of his own strength. That's a that's a deep thought for us in uh, considering Hebrews two verse eight nine. So Christ taking on human form so that he could save his the crown of his creation, which was man, or the human race. And uh, it's just, I'm always blown away by by the incarnation of Christ and the creator of the universe. And after seeing thousands of years of our brokenness, our ability to mess up, <clears throat> our ability to destroy, our ability to be won over by the enemy, that Christ still did what he did. Just is crazy. All right, well, the, if you want to do some extra reading today, you want to read Job. I think it's Job 19 is the prescribed reading. Yeah, Job 19, but I want to look at First uh, John 4, 7 through 11 to keep us... Uh, this morning, mindful of what God is calling us to do. So it says this, Beloved, let us love one another, 
for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Again, First John 4, 7 through 11. And so we do uh, praise God for, for his love. His love is perfect. He is love. Apart from him, there is no love. And because of what he has done for us, it makes us able to rise up in love, I think. Psalms 130 verses 7 and 8 says this, O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Boy, do we need to be forgiven. Amen. Alright, so trying to do a catechism each day as well. And so we have question 35 from the Heidelberg Catechism, what does it mean that he was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary? And the answer, that the eternal Son of God, who is and remains true and eternal God, took to himself, through the working of the Holy Spirit, from the flesh and blood of the Virgin Mary, a true human nature, so that he might also become David's true descendant like his brothers, in all things except for sin. Wow. That's pretty powerful, right? Good clarity there. Good clarity in those things. So, I want to close with a a prayer from Clement of Rome, who lived a long, long time ago. Um, but we'll... And then... We'll, we'll we'll say his prayer, which I think is good, but want to close this out too with a benediction. So here's from Jude twenty four and twenty five. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now, and forever. Amen. And here is a very powerful yet short prayer of intercession. So thinking about all those that we could be praying for and that we should put on the full armor of God and go out and stand and pray. So here's here's our closing prayer. We beg you, Lord and Master, to be our help and aid. Save those among us who are in tribulation. Have mercy on the lowly. Lift up the fallen. Show yourself unto the needy. Heal heal the ungodly. Convert the wanderers of your people. Feed the hungry. Release our prisoners. Raise up the weak. Comfort the faint-hearted. Let all the Gentiles know that you are God alone. And Jesus Christ is your son. And we are your people and the sheep of your pasture. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Until next time. Thank you.